G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. This is Andrew McLennan. Many of us struggle to reach out to unbelievers, but one man believes that gospel tracks are the way that all of us can have an impact in other people's lives. So he has spent years now printing and distributing gospel tracks all around Australia and the world. And a few years ago, he prayed a bold prayer and said, God, let me print a million gospel tracks. Well, Vince Wall has now printed and distributed 700,000 gospel tracks in Australia and all around the world. And we're privileged today to have him with us to share some of his story. Vince, welcome. Thank you, Andrew. Vince, I want to hear your story about how you met Jesus, because obviously you were passionate about gospel tracks. So tell us how you found a faith in the Lord. Well, I was in a church. Uh, I was I grew up in a religious family, but I wasn't a Christian. And around about 20 years of age, I was in a church, and uh, there was a Baptist evangelist that had come down to Sydney from Queensland, and uh, he preached, and the Lord uh, used him for me to go and uh, have prayer. And I had prayer after the service. But then they said, those that have come forward, uh, what we would like you to do is uh, we'd like to meet with you after. And so a lady met with me, and uh, she shared a gospel tract based on John 3.16. And uh, I came to understand that Jesus loved me, and he, he went to the cross, and all, all I had to do was trust that He'd shed his blood for me on the cross, and uh, I could have eternal life. So I was born again that night. Excellent. And obviously that seed of that gospel tract and the message on there just planted such a huge seed in your life that you have now really given yourself over to printing gospel tracts and and, and distributing them all around the world. I believe up until now, 700,000 of your gospel tracts have been printed and distributed. Yes, around about 700,000. I started praying just a couple of years ago that uh, I'd be able to get a million gospel tracts out, and uh, we're well on the way. Isn't that amazing? When you prayed that prayer, did you kind of think, gee, that's a bit of a big prayer, but hey, I'll pray it anyway. What what was going through your mind when you were praying that? Yeah, it was a huge prayer, but uh, I was inspired by a church, a Baptist church over over in the U.S., and uh, they started with just a little printing press uh, I think in the basement of their church, printing out tracks. And uh, they are in the billions now. And uh, billions. I was so inspired by them. And uh, they get their church folk to come together on a Tuesday morning, I think it is, and uh, pray over the work. And uh, they've got uh, tracks in multiple languages in multiple countries. So that was your inspiration. And we're in a nation, uh, Vince, I don't need to say it, and most of our listeners who are believers know it. We are in a nation that is desperately in need of God right now. Like the, the Bible says, without God and without hope in the world is really the majority of Australia's population. And I just love the fact that you are printing little tools, little resources that every one of us can use and and give to someone or send to someone or leave somewhere so that that seed of the gospel 
can be planted in their hearts. Can you tell me when you are designing your tracks and drawing your tracks, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to be really creative and edgy to get people's interest? Like what's what, what's your plan? Well, my plan is actually to get people to open the track. Well, actually, first of all, to take the track in their hands and uh, whether that's out of their letterbox or whether it's on the streets. So I go on the streets and hand out tracks. And so I, I road test my own tracks and uh, I see the uh, reactions that I get from people. So I really want tracks to get into the hands of people. And there's so many, over the years I've looked at tracks and a lot of them aren't really well designed and a lot of them aren't, uh, aren't inviting to open up. They, people will look at them and think, oh, it's just a bit of religious lit- literature. I won't, um, I won't bother with that. But what I do is I try and make my tracks so that if they're in a letterbox or given to a person, that they actually don't know it's a gospel track to start off with. It creates some intrigue and uh, mystery for them to, you know, i just got to open this to see what it's about. Yeah, so you're using creativity to draw them in. And I, I really like that. And uh, so, so, and then you go and do some market research. You go out on the streets on your own with your tracks and, and see what sort of response you get. Yeah, that's right. So I've got uh, numbers of different designs. Uh, I've got a wallet track, which looks like it's got some Aussie money sticking out up the top there. Uh, that has about a 98% pick-up rate <laughs> if it's on a, <laughs> a park bench or something like that. Yep. Uh, no problem with that. But then there's others that I want to hand to people and... I want to be able to look them in the eye with a smile and give them a track and, and let them accept it. And uh, so I've created tracks that people will actually accept. I've worked with tracks on the street before and it's pretty hard to, to give out tracks. But if you just start to use your imagination, uh, the door opens. Yeah, and yours are colour. I've seen some of yours. They're amazing. They're colourful. They're inviting. Like you said, they're creative. And I love your Titanic one. I mean, the Titanic is a metaphor for the stupidity of humanity, isn't it? And you've got that amazing um, Titanic track. And tell us about the outreaches you guys are doing on the streets with those Titanic tracks and the costumes. Yeah, so what we do is uh, I started uh, handing out tracks, just the Titanic tracks, not dressed up or anything like that. And then one evening I decided I'd put a captain's hat on and try and hand them out with the, the captain's hat. And the guy that was with me, his name was Luke. He said, you hand out more tracks if you've got the captain's hat on than if you don't. And I thought, great. So that started me thinking even more. And I went to a uh, op shop and I bought an old coat. A lady in the church sewed some uh, epaulette type things, uh, things on the sleeve and epaulettes. And uh, then I went to another place and I got Titanic written on the back and Titanic written on the front. Wear a tie nice shirt, nice pants, and I look like a captain from the Titanic. Or Captain Stubing, one of the two, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, people, um, well, they don't know, they, the uniform actually breaks down a bit of a barrier. They don't know exactly what I'm doing there with Titanic on the front and Titanic on the back. Yep. And my tracks have called the, the Titanic First Class Boarding Pass. And I simply say it's the... 111th anniversary of the sinking of the Titanic. Yep. Um, I was able to say last year it was the 110th anniversary of the sinking of the Titanic and next year I'll say it's the 113th anniversary of the sinking of the Titanic. And that's, I sta- that's what I do. That's my line. Yep. And uh, I, I smile. They take the track. They then might say, well, what are you doing this for? 
Mm-hmm. And I'll say, well, there are three classes of people on the Titanic, first, second and third. I said, our world is on choppy waters. You might have noticed that things aren't good here. Well, in the end, there's only two classes of people, the saved and the lost. And I'm able to lead them into the gospel that way. Yeah, incredible. And just the creativity and the energy, like you said, it brings people in. It reminds me, Vince, you probably know this, the Salvation Army over 100 years ago did a lot of what they call um, illustrated or animated sermons where they would act out the sermons and people would wear costumes and they would act and then a, a lady in America called Amy Samuel McPherson took it to another level. And apparently when she did uh, messages about Noah's Ark, she'd get the local circus animals to come into a church and Hollywood directors would come and watch her preach because her animated sermons were so riveting and so engaging. And at the end of it all, she'd do an appeal for salvation. And yeah, she learned that from the Salvation Army. So it's kind of similar to what you're doing. You're using creativity and energy and costumes to invite people in to receive the gospel. Well, you know, Ezekiel chapter 4, if you read the first uh, four verses there, Ezekiel was instructed to make a model. It was a model of Jerusalem, and it was prophetic of what was going to happen uh, to Jerusalem. And uh, you might know the story, end up laying down uh, beside the, the model there that uh, the Lord had him construct. I don't lay down beside my model, but the uh, same principle. Yep. Use a model to draw people's attention to a disaster that happened. And then the world's in a disastrous state because of our sin, but the answer is Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. And and you've got other tracks that are relevant to Australians and to Aussie farmers. And uh, I can I want to read out the Aussie farmer track because I just think it's amazing. It should actually become something that every school kid in Australia has to read, Vince. I'll be honest with you because so many Aussies in the cities do not appreciate where their food comes from. And right. this track is obviously being used by you to reach farmers. So I'm going to read out the, the, the words on this track. Will you thank the Aussie farmers who rise before the dawn? For without them, there'd be no spuds or chooks or yellow cobs of corn. From Tassie to the Territory and in all the other states, the faithful farmer farms the food for all our dinner plates. Will you thank an Aussie farmer who puts the clothes upon our backs? For without them, there'd be no wool or cotton and fewer clothing racks. From Gunnedah to Mwilumbar, our farmers work the soil. So city folk from Wollongong to Wollstonecroft should remember the farmer's toil. Now let's teach our children that those that farm have made this country great. And that food does not come from supermarkets, but through the farmer's gate. Well done, Andrew. Well, mate, well done to you. You wrote it. And that is just brilliant. And I believe you're actually involved in a big outreach coming up um, at the Ag Equip. You want to tell us about that? Well, it's called it's called Agquip, and Agquip's at Gunnedah, and uh, it's the 50th anniversary of Agquip, and it's Australia's largest farming industry expo, and it's held over three days. It's uh, from Tuesday to Thursday, the 23rd and 24th of August this year, and uh, normally there's about a hundred thousand people that come to Agquip, and wow. they look at the new tractors that are for sale and the new harvesters that are for sale and uh, fencing and all, all different types of things that, that they can look at and buy as well. Yeah. And so at Agquip for years, there's been a group of Christians that have got there from lo- local churches and they started with a tent. They call their ministry Lifequip. Uh, but now they've uh, got a shed and a big awning and they offer free tea and coffee and slices and biscuits for those people that are spending hours or days wandering through Agquip, 
there's a place to refresh and relax, and there's some Christians that reach out and talk to people as well. Excellent. And that track that I just read out will be one of the many tracks you guys are going to be handing out there. And isn't that great that there's going to be a Christian witness in? I mean, that's huge. Gunnedah, I was born near Gunnedah. I'll tell you, 100,000 people in Gunnedah, that's a lot of people to be visiting Gunnedah. And I just thank God for you, Vince, and the team of people that are going to be there shining the light of Jesus in, in that event. It's a, just, a, just a wonderful opportunity. Vince, if someone wants to help you right now or order tracks from you, can you tell people uh, how they can find you? And I believe you, you may even have some need right now for artists and illustrators to help you design new tracks. Yes. Uh, so we've got a website, hiswordmedia.com. Let's say that slowly, mate, because I'm a slow man. So hiswordmedia.com. That's our website. Yep. And people can go there and they can get my contact details, my phone number, my email. And uh, the email is tracks, T-R-A-C-T-S, at hiswordmedia.com. And they can get in touch with me there and they can view some of uh, our tracks there. And I've made a couple of little videos there as well um, that they can have a look at. Vince, I'm just praying that God will continue to use you and your tracks to share the gospel in Australia and overseas. And I want to thank you, Vince, not just for your time today, but I want to thank you for what you're doing because this nation is dry and barren spiritually and we need more people to find Jesus. And I just want to thank you for doing what you're doing to reach as many people as you can. Thanks so much for your time, Andrew. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 